Several Issues Etc. regular guests are candidates for leadership positions in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Every LCMS congregation has received nomination forms for the President and Vice Presidents of Synod. Please encourage your pastor and congregational leaders to fill out and return these nomination forms before February 28th of 2023. Learn more at issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. Issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. Now pay close attention, little children. It's somebody you ought to know. Yeah, it's all about a man that walked on earth nearly 2,000 years ago. Well, he healed the Jesus not only teaches his disciples how to pray, he teaches them what to pray, both at the same time, and then he teaches them a little bit more about prayer. He tells a parable about a persistent petitioner, and then he gives his famous injunction, ask, seek, and knock, and keep asking and keep seeking and keep knocking. God is hearing your prayer for Christ's sake. Welcome back to Issues Etc. It's time to teach a Sunday School lesson on the Lord's Prayer in Luke chapter 11. Pastor Tom Baker joins us, host of a radio show called Law and Gospel for almost 30 years. He met monthly to prepare his Sunday School teachers for the classroom. Tom, welcome back. Uh, thank you. What prompted Jesus to give his disciples the Lord's Prayer? What prompted him is... This is found in two places, Matthew chapter 6 and Luke chapter 11. The Sunday school lesson is on the basis of Luke 11, 1 to 13. But in verse 1, it says, Jesus was praying in a certain place. And after he had finished, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Now, he was talking about John the baptizer. And so with that request on the part of one of the disciples, Jesus then went ahead and did what we refer to as the Lord's Prayer. Why is it important that Jesus tells us to address God as our Father? Because while Jesus is the only begotten Son of God, Every Christian, male and female, are regarded as adopted sons of God. And therefore, in a spiritual sense, God is our Father. Because he makes the assignments to Jesus uh, to come to earth, become a human being, die on the cross, rise from the dead, ascend back into heaven. And of course, on Judgment Day, we will be with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So even though Jesus is the begotten Son, every Christian is regarded as an adopted son, and therefore the term Father would be appropriate. The Bible is filled with metaphors, and Father would be one of them, but it's not in the sense that we were born like regular children are born, but that God is our Father in the sense that he is over all and his begotten Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are part of the Holy Trinity. Take us through the various petitions that are found in the Lord's Prayer. Yes, Matthew 6 has a few more than Luke 11, 
And one of the reasons that probably occurs is that just as we say the Lord's Prayer more than once a year, we often say it every Sunday in liturgy, I'm sure Jesus also will be teaching them how to pray. And so we'll take a look at the first one. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, God's name is holy in and of itself. But what we are doing in the prayer is a prayer is a request to God that we would keep it holy. And so what we're really asking for is obedience to the second commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And you'll see on a lot of movies, uh, the name Jesus and God are used in swearing situations, and that would be inappropriate. So in this case, Father, hallowed be your name. We are asking that we kept God's name holy by our use of it. The next one, your kingdom come your will be done. This actually is an obedience to the third commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Because what happens on the Sabbath is we worship God and he speaks through the pastor, through the liturgy, through the hymns, through the readings, through the sermon, through the sacraments of baptism and the Holy Supper in order that the kingdom will come to us. And so that's what we're asking to do, that his will, therefore, would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, in heaven, it would refer, of course, to God, the Son, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the angels who did not rebel against God. And so we're asking that we be part of that community of the faithful, the community of believers. Then we ask, give us this day our daily bread. And as Martin Luther points out, bread includes much more than a loaf of bread, but it includes everything that leads to a loaf of bread on your table. So proper employment, proper weather, good soil, good growing conditions, and all the things that are necessary so that we can have as best as possible a peaceful life on earth and give us this day our daily bread. In fact, in a lot of cultures, if somebody comes up to you and asks, do you have any bread? They're really talking about money, asking for a donation to their cause. And so this particular petition, which is a request from God, is to give us and take care of us in our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. That prayer there in Luke 11 reads, and forgive us our sins for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. I find this a real problem among Christians who really worry about not having forgiven someone for what they have done against them. 
Maybe they've said something against them. Maybe they've done a, a deed against them. And Christians worry about, well, does forgiveness mean I have to now like them and I want them to be my friends? No. What forgiveness means is that we do not get even with those who are opposed to us. As Jesus says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So we leave this all up to the Lord. When I was driving yellow cab, I got robbed, and I could have chased the robbers with my car and run over them, but instead, I went right to the police, got them involved, and let God take care of it through the proper procedure. And so I had forgiven them by letting them go and not getting even with them. And that's what God has done with us. When he forgives our sins, that means we are not held accountable for our sins. And that's really important. And then the final part of the prayer in Matthew reads, do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. This is referring to judgment day, that on the day of judgment, we not be turned over to the evil one, that is the devil, but that God will take care of us and hear that prayer and make sure that we will be in safety at all times with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. In fact, uh, this coming Sunday, that's part of the lessons for this second Sunday after Epiphany, namely that God will be with us at all time. And it says in verse 8 of 1 Corinthians 1, He will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ because God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so that's very important that we recognize the faithfulness of God. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. We're teaching a Sunday school lesson on the Lord's Prayer when we return. When and where will the Sunday school children use the Lord's Prayer? The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January would make a great gift for your pastor. It's the new Concordia Commentary on John, chapter 7, verse 2, to chapter 12, verse 50. This latest Concordia Commentary is written by Issues Etc. regular guest, Dr. Bill Weinrich. Learn more about our January Book of the Month at issuesetc.org or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040. The new Concordia Commentary on John 7, 2 to 1250. Our Christian faith is under constant attack, and we must be proactive in keeping our children in the church. At Faith Lutheran School in Plano, Texas, we believe that an education rooted in God's Word is one that stands against the very gates of hell. Nothing in this world is more important. 
Offering a rigorous classical Lutheran education, we provide in-person and live online remote learning opportunities for preschool through grade 12. To learn more, visit flsplano.org, flsplano.org. Keeping the message straight, getting the message out. You're listening to Issues Etc. Trinity Lutheran Church, LCMS of Tryon, North Carolina, also serves the South Carolina Upstate. We uphold the confessional standard of the Evangelical Lutheran Church. We follow the apostolic practice of celebrating the Lord's Supper each Lord's Day using a biblical historic liturgy. Our small parish is teeming with little ones along with many of retirement age. Several Issues Etc. listeners have been welcomed into Christ's fold here from outside Lutheranism. We invite any unchurched in the area to join us at 1015 each Sunday. For your next family vacation, consider Our Beach House, a charming three-bedroom vacation rental on beautiful Siesta Key. Just off Sarasota, Florida, Siesta Key Beach, consistently voted America's Best, is just 100 steps away. Whether you're watching the sunset over the Gulf of Mexico or frolicking in the warm surf, you and your family will fall in love with Siesta Key. Check us out at SiestaKeyRentalGenie.com or call Virginia at 941-266-1858. Welcome back. I'm Todd Wilkin. We're teaching a Sunday School lesson with Pastor Tom Baker of Law and Gospel, the Lord's Prayer in Luke chapter 11. Tom, when and where will the Sunday School children use the Lord's Prayer? They can, first of all, use the Lord's Prayer in worship. And there's a very good suggestion done by the Enduring Faith material. You can go to YouTube and see the Lord's Prayer done in sign language that deaf people use. And you can actually begin to teach your students. They say you could do that over a few weeks. So maybe take the introduction and the first petition the first week and teach them the sign language so that if they do know of a deaf person, they can at least sign it to them. Then, of course, they can pray that prayer anytime at home. That would be a wonderful prayer for the parents to get them to use when they are going to bed at night. And so it's very important that the Sunday school children use the Lord's Prayer because it is an example of how God ask us to request petitions from him, and he promises always to answer. After teaching his disciples to pray, Jesus tells a parable. What is it about? He talks about a parable here where he says, you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, let me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. Now, he says, don't bother me. The door has already been locked. My children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. Now, the ESV translation of that parable then goes on ahead and talks about the fact that the man 
finally does give the bread because the individual that he is talking with is someone who keeps praying to him all the time. The actual English here is a problem a little bit, I think, because yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. Now, impudence is a negative thing. It usually is somebody who is pestering you and does not do so in a favorable manner. But the original Greek there really refers not to impudence, but to persistence. So the friend who needs the three loaves of bread is persistent in doing that. And so Jesus says, I tell you, even though this man would not give up and give him anything because he is his friend, because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. And then Jesus continues in the next verse, but when it comes to God, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. And he has a promise here. This is what is so important about Christianity, the promises of God. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who searches, finds. And for anyone who knocks, the door will be open. And then Jesus gives an example. If your child asks for a fish, are you going to give him a snake? Or if your child asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? Now, you are evil, which means you are sinful, but you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So what Jesus is doing here is he's talking to his disciples, that God will always hear and answer our prayers. Now, I was taught by one of the persons listening to my radio program, Law and Gospel, something I hadn't realized, that a lot of times we like to say that sometimes God says yes, sometimes he says no, sometimes he says wait. Well, this lady phoned up and said, no, God always answers yes. And I said, I don't understand that. And she explained it. There's two kinds of prayers. The one prayer is when you ask God for something that he has promised. And if that is your prayer, his answer is always yes. So that when we baptize an infant, we can pray thanking him that he has given faith to that infant because that's his promise. But then the other kind of prayer, she says, is when you're asking for something he has not promised. For example, when I was a teenager, I asked for a motorcycle, but I had parents that did not want me to have one while I was living at home. And so that prayer went like this. May I please have a motorcycle, but whatever your will is, let it be done. And God answered yes to that. 
he answered his will was that at this time, I would not have a motorcycle. After I got married, I got one. And so it was kind of a a weight kind of thing. But the fact is that God always answers yes to all of our prayers. If it's a promise, he is definitely answering yes. And if it's something for which he has not promised, but we conclude, but thy will be done, as Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane, then guess what? God's will is done. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. We are teaching a Sunday School lesson on the Lord's Prayer. What does it mean when Jesus says, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? A mobile Lutheran Bible study. You're listening to Issues Etc. Do you want a church with a rockin' band and a sermon series to help you live a better life? It's not here. Bethany Evangelical Lutheran Church in Fairview Heights offers authentic, historic Christianity to a world awash in fads and entertainment and offers forgiveness of sins to people overwhelmed with guilt and shame. Join us Sundays at 9.30 on Old Collinsville Road in Fairview Heights, Illinois, to receive the life-giving gifts of God with us. Find out more online at BethanyLCMS.org. You're invited to a special life service Sunday afternoon at 3 on January 22nd at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Columbia, Illinois. Pastor Michael Salamink, Executive Director of Lutherans for Life, will be the guest preacher. What does Jesus have to do with life issues? Find out at a life service Sunday afternoon at 3, January 22nd at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Columbia, Illinois. Learn more at sidadvocatesforlife.com. Metro East Lutheran High School in Edwardsville, Illinois, is looking for an English teacher with a master's degree for the 2023-24 school year. Edwardsville is 30 minutes from downtown St. Louis. The position would involve teaching upper-level, dual-credit English classes. For more information, send an email to Principal Jay Krause, J-A-Y-K-R-A-U-S-E, at M-E-L-H-S dot org, Krause at M-E-L-H-S dot org. Prayer is our topic. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. This is Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. In about five minutes, we'll be talking with Dr. Nancy Piercy about parents and transgender ideology. One of the great strengths of the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January, the latest in a three-volume series from Concordia Commentary on the Gospel of John by Dr. Bill Weinrich, is the depth of the scholarship and also the depth of the historical treatment. Here is a simple quote from Cyril of Alexandria included in this commentary. Christ came as the gate and the gatekeeper and the shepherd, not so that sheep may simply have life, but something more. In addition to the restoration of life to those who believe in him, there is a certain hope of being blessed with all good things. You can find out more about the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January, the Concordia Commentary on John, chapters 7, verse 2 through 12, verse 50, at our website, issuesetc.org, or call Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040, 1-800-325-3040.
Tom, what does it mean when Jesus says, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Yes. We do not know the will of God. And if you read a book like Proverbs in the Bible, written by Solomon under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it is very difficult to understand even the English. A lot of times people misunderstand what the translation into English is, let alone the Hebrew, Aramaic, or the Greek of the Bible. The fact of the matter is, though when we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, we receive also the gift of faith. And what is faith? Faith is believing the promises, no matter how ridiculous they may sound, to the human mind. Like a carpenter dies on a piece of wood and my sins are forgiven. Or this same man takes a little bit of bread and some fish and feeds 5,000 people. The blind see, the lame walk, the dead, in fact, are raised. All those things are ridiculous from a human point of view. But because of the faith that the Holy Spirit has given, we nod yes when we read these things in the Bible because this is what is so important about Scripture. All is true, and the Holy Spirit helps us to understand that truth. What should the Sunday School children know about prayer? They should know about prayer, that that's conversation with God. And I would like to make two points on that. Sometimes we converse with someone like we'll phone them and we'll have a conversation with them. But other times, if you're a little child and you're living at home and you fall down and you cry out, ouch, because you hurt yourself, that is also communication to your mother or father who may come running into the room to see why you called ouch and help you. Little children are often afraid of thunderstorms, lightning, and darkness, and they may be crying. That is communication to parents. So anytime that you have a need for God, he recognizes that, even though at times you don't, by not saying it in a specific prayer. And in that sense, God always is listening to you, watching over you, and answering any need that you might have that will always work out to your good, according to Romans 8, 28. What is the law and gospel of this lesson? The law is, a lot of times, we don't really want to pray. We neglect prayer because we fail to see God as the Father for all things. But Jesus teaches us to pray because he promises that not only will the Father hear our prayer, but he will also answer all our prayers to our good. And so we leave it, according to God, 
to make the decision that we are benefited by whatever we pray for, because we have a gracious and merciful God who loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross so that we are not held accountable for our sins. That's the law and gospel for this lesson. Pastor Tom Baker is host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, thanks. And thank you. Nancy Piercy joins us on the other side of the break. We're going to talk about parents and transgender ideology. Several Issues Etc. regular guests are candidates for leadership positions in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Every LCMS congregation has received nomination forms for the president and vice presidents of Synod. Please encourage your pastor and congregational leaders to fill out and return these nomination forms before February 28th of 2023. Learn more at issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. IssuesETC.org slash 2023 nominations. Psalm 144.1 Blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Those serving in the armed forces want LCMS chaplains. We need courageous pastors to bring the gospel and sacraments to those protecting our nation, along with wise counsel and the peace found only in Christ Jesus. If you are between the age of 26 and 43 and have a heart for ministry in the armed forces, call 314-996-1337 or email lcmschaps at lcms.org. Hi, this is Pastor Eric Lang of Redeemer Lutheran Church in Gresham, Oregon. One thing I've asked of the Lord, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Mount Hood, Multnomah Falls, the Oregon coast. Oregon is beautiful, but nothing compares to the beauty of the Lord's house. If you are vacationing in the Portland area, please come join us at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Gresham, where the liturgy lives and God's people worship as one. For more information, go to wherethelitergylives.org. Christ-centered, cross-focused, you're listening to Issues Etc. You may be one of those pastors who need to be refreshed and refueled because of your parish ministry. Issues Etc. regular guest, Dr. Charles Gieschen. Concordia Theological Seminary has a wonderful program, not only in continuing education during the summer, but in an advanced study program called the Doctor of Ministry. And it's a very practical program because it focuses on congregational ministry. It incorporates biblical theology with the ministry of the congregation. It's also very accessible for pastors, and it's also affordable. You can major in pastoral care and leadership, teaching and preaching, or mission and culture. And we pray that pastors will take advantage of this program. Learn more about the Doctorate of Ministry program at ctsfw.edu or by calling 1-800-481-2155, Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Did you know that Luther Academy has been providing continuing education for confessional Lutheran pastors and laypeople worldwide for more than 20 years? Luther Academy publishes Logia, the Confessional Lutheran Dogmatic Series, and Luther Digest. Find out more about Luther Academy and sign up to receive their free email newsletter at lutheracademy.com. 
lutheracademy.com and like them on Facebook, facebook.com slash lutheracademy.